Today's episode is brought to you by Apple Juice for half price. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Archive of Bad Podcast, the podcast where it is our mission to watch bad movies and give you the best of the worst. That's right. We do it because we've both been on that side of the camera and love it for what it is. I managed to not say because that time so we don't get double becauses. Oh, sorry. Yeah. All right. This is Dominic's voice on this <laughs> side of the mic and over there. Hello. Sarah's voice on that side of the mic. We are your hosts and today it is the continuation of last week's double feature cliffhanger. <gasps> yes. Slime City and Slime City Massacre. Not cliffhanger like the last movie ended in the cliffhanger. It didn't. It was succinct. They're was, independent, but yes. yet so together. Together. Yeah, very together. There's a lot of <laughs> references and fan service in this movie that tie back to the first mm-hmm. one. But you could watch it without it. True. Anyways, enough of my sales pitch for Slime City Massacre. Uh, so yeah, if you're new to the show, we uh, break everything down with IMDB details. Uh, then we do plot time. Then we tell you what works about the movie, or at least our subjective view on that. Uh, what the what about the movie. And then we give it an award, grade, or a pull quote, if any. Uh, then lastly, we wrap it up with our fan theories about the movie and uh, recommended viewing if we have anything. I think we got something this week, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So we're going to give you something to uh, recommended view. All right. So uh, so what are the what are the details of this Sorry, movie? Sorry, I have a cat ass on my face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. I kissed his head, not his ass, just for the record. Um, <laughs> we've got action, horror, sci-fi. 2010, 85 minutes, directed and written by Gregory Lamberson. And the plot, according to IMDb. uh, In the wake of Dirty Bomb Attack, a New York City neighborhood known as Slime City has been evacuated. Four squatters searching for food in the ruins of Zachary Devon's soup kitchen discover a supply of Zachary Devon's home-brewed elixir and Himalayan yogurt. When they drink the elixir and eat the yogurt, they are transformed into hideous slime creatures driven to murder, an intermediate step as they are possessed by the spirits of Zachary Devon and the members of his coven of flesh. All right, so now we know who's behind the movie and what the movie is about. (laughs) So I guess we could launch into what works about Slime City. I really liked the casting. It was awesome to see. I mean, not only was the acting good for people who aren't familiar with maybe some of the faces um, that we know locally, um, but love seeing the familiar faces. I really enjoyed seeing um, Tamar and Kaylin's cameos. That is Greg Lamberson's lovely wife and daughter. That yeah. was really fun. Yeah, I think, was this Kaylin's first on-screen it appearance? It might have been. I think he said she was four. So yeah. I'm not sure if that was her first or not. Yeah, right into the show, if you know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was really great to see like a lot of the people back. I was really happy to see... Irish, like the detective yeah, from the first movie. Oh, he's great. <laughs> it's like, I kind of wish he had more to do. Same. Like, I mean, like, he was there, and <laughs> the fact that he's just sitting there muttering to himself. <laughs> it's like, it's a cool cameo, yeah. The slime over the years has driven him mad. I mean, with good reason, the poor guy. Oh, for sharks. I'm assuming a string of bad luck is what ended up in the... In that particular, uh, so okay, one of the what works that I had was the like all the references, mm-hmm. obviously, like in terms of like the cast, the people who came back, the nods to the the characters from the first movie, uh, local actor Michael O'Hare playing Roman. Yeah, um, hey, so we Michael. get to see, yeah, we, it's cool that we get to see what the characters from the first movie looked like 
before they, you know, died and came back to possess. Like, like yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah they've been possessed yeah. other people. No, so it's cool. <laughs> like, we actually get to put faces to those people. Yeah, that was cool. So the some of the references, though, I for me, they straddle what works and what the what. For example, in the very opening scene on the background when the dirty bomb goes off, mm-hmm. you can see Ramey Street, which is an obvious nod to actor Ted Ramey. No, man, I'm, you know, I'm team money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then on the side of the building, there's a sign that reads, and I think I know what it's referencing, but I don't understand why that reference. So it's, if anybody who's not familiar, there's an internet video called Happy in Paraguay, where it's the cast of Star Trek The Next Generation mm-hmm. being dubbed over. Definitely look it like, up. That's my recommended viewing. Yeah, look it up. Because like the, the post that I found of that video is from 2012, like March 2012. Okay. Which confuses me because if this movie is referencing it, the movie came out in 2010. But then another post on the internet said that the video came out in 2009. I don't know. I'm just trying to get the dates. Of, <laughs> I'll spare you the trip. I'm just trying to get the dates and everything organized to figure out if this video, Happy in Paraguay, is referencing Slime City Massacre mm-hmm. or vice versa. And if mm. vice versa, why this reference? I don't <laughs> For understand. This moment, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It's, right, just give, give us a bullet point that has nothing to do with apple juice. The location was super cool and fit yeah. the story so perfectly. That is a prime post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. location. I mean, uh, filmmakers out there, if you're looking for a prime post-apocalyptic location, <laughs> check out Detroit. But if you don't <laughs> feel like going to Detroit, check out Buffalo, New York. Yes. Uh, <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, and they really utilized, like, every square inch, or at least it felt that way, of it this did. building. Like, during the commentary, like, Greg mentioned that that gross pool of water at the oh, bottom God. of that stairwell. So gross. That they, he saw that, and he managed to just, like, whip up a scene, and, like, he just... Which was cool. Yeah, utilize yeah. the space in a creative way on the fly like that mm-hmm. is that a really cool and a creative thing to do. Oh, uh, one of my what works bullet points. Then another reference is the picture of Nicole. Oh yeah, uh, they, they pick up before they get accosted by Debbie Rashad yeah. and Lee Perkins. Um, Alexa picks it up. Yeah. <laughs> but I also wanted to make note of the color coordinated wardrobe. Oh, yes. Uh, which is why I kept re- referring to them as the Slime Tastic <laughs> Four. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just like, because it's, it's subtle enough that it's like, if you're not paying attention, you might not notice it. But if you are mm-hmm. like trying to like, it just seems like everything in this movie where you like poke at it a little bit, you'll catch a reference or like you'll see that it's like connected to something else or if it's a reference or whatnot. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it lands somewhere between like the, the color coordinated outfits of like Walter White and Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. But like not nearly as obvious as the ones in Power Rangers. Like, so that's yeah. Um, I thought that worked. You had mentioned one about the names. What was it? Oh yeah. So from Slime City, there's Alex and Lori, and yes. from Slime City Massacre, there's Alexa and Corey. Yeah. As like the main again, couple. yeah. Just like you poke at mm-hmm. some like the names, and then suddenly something, yeah, something right. comes loose, and you could see a little bit more. Don't poke. The labels on the elixir and oh, yeah. yogurt. The homebrewed yeah, elixir. Yeah, it looks like nice graphic design. Really. So he must have just like somewhere between the last movie and this movie, mm-hmm. Zachary found a graphic designer. 
he's like, I gotta stick with the times. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, listen, I'm printing these labels up at home, but right. I don't want it to look like that. It looks I want it more to look official good. in a soup kitchen. It really does. Yeah, yeah it's like legit. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, he upgraded from tinfoil tops. Oh, yeah, the corkscrews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Zachary. <laughs> You're doing it. Uh, okay, so while we're in that room, though, I want to ask a question because I couldn't tie this to anything. In the background of the soup kitchen, there was an Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Ouija? 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 <laughs> there was a board used to commune with the dead, and <laughs> I don't know what that's a reference to. I, You know, I wonder if it was to tip us off as the viewer that... This wasn't really a soup kitchen. Oh. why would that be in a soup kitchen? That's a good point. Unless, it's kind of communicating with a dad. That yeah, because his daughter stays alive and that's all. Can, can you commune with the slime through an Ouija board? Uh, they don't show it, but I think it was just like a... Maybe it's implied. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Let's try. The talking board always knows. <laughs> I love the joke. Yeah, a lot of the jokes in this movie land very well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one line, I'll get to that in that segment, but um, the, the, the yogurt, the non-expirable yogurt. Yeah, oh like, my God. <laughs> oh, uh, it's so great. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, what's, what's another one you have? Um, did I mention effects, sound, and story yet? Oh, you didn't. Okay, so then effects, sound, and story. <laughs> um, <laughs> all really good. We didn't have to ride the remote at all. The effects were cool to see them kind of like evolve from the first one. They did, again, the yeah, like stomach, stop motion. mouth, eating. Oh, the, the, the Amazon's mouth. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that that made a comeback. Yeah, that was And cool. bigger and better than the yep. previous movie, which you always got to do with sequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I make everything bigger and better. Yeah, um, the brains had like digital eyes. Yeah. Like, it was cool to see it evolve, and obviously the story was tight. Yeah, because I questioned why they had eyes at the first, and you pointed out that their eyes rolled to, like, the backs of their heads before the brains came out. they did, so I'm wondering if that's what had happened. Yeah, Yeah. it makes sense. And, I don't know, I prefer... I know I'm not the only one to be like, I prefer the practical effects, but I do. I did, like, like, watching these effects... For sure. Just, I don't know, it ties into the material way better. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I have two other bullet points that are kind of... Um, they, they're kind of related, kind of not, but this is, uh, I think the first movie, I could be wrong because mm-hmm. I haven't seen the entire catalog of Greg's movies, but to start the, uh, the songs inserted into the story. So right. when, uh, Debbie Rashan is a bottle of, a oh, bottle yeah. of, is gallons of slime in the tub. Oh, uh, she has like a, what, what song was it? <sighs> I'm putting you on the, the spot. I don't remember it either. Was it? Okay, yeah. Maybe? Yeah. I might then, be wrong. Yeah, so it's this movie. Then uh, I know there's one in Widow's Point. Yep. There's, I mean, not the same, but there's music and kill, there's a song in Killer Rack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not this, of the same, so maybe not every movie. And then uh, Dry Bones. Yes. It has like, like nursery rhyme type mm-hmm. songs. Uh, then there's also that creepy doll. I don't think it's the creepy doll in the Widow's Point, but it might be. Or it's just uh, another... Uh, a thing that connects the movies. I'm gonna say the songs and the creepy doll, <laughs> creepy baby doll, <laughs> um, or it's a reference to The Rock. Ooh, little baby doll. Oh snap! Kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's what's? Uh, do you have any more? What works? I have my last one. Yes. I like the match cut of, um, or from I should say, Alexa swinging the meat cleaver to yeah. the army guy kicking the door down. That was cool. That was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool working the meat cleaver back in the <laughs> It's like, listen, I know you have guns. That ain't going to work. And that You're going to need Yeah. Because <laughs> it really felt like, I don't know, like some kind of like Excalibur moment where mm-hmm. it's like, no, it's like you need, 
this particular like weapon to bring down the beast. And that meat cleaver has <laughs> seen some shit. I have seen some shit. Yeah, right? <laughs> she's clearly used it a bunch since yeah, the last movie. Like There's no way that's all the same. Yeah. Mm-mm. So what has she been doing between the two that's movies? A really good question. Yeah. All right. So I'm out of what works. Same Z's. All right. I do actually no. I do want to give one uh, what works nod to the performance by John Renna as the mayor of Slime oh, City. Oh yeah. yeah, I would vote for him. <laughs> yeah, John Renna, twenty twenty. <laughs> November's coming up, everyone. Uh, <laughs> friend of the show. All right, so let's move into what what the what. All right, do you want to do you want to kick us off with this? Yeah, let's get the party started. <laughs> um, so Alice is giving her backstory, and in it she mentions uh, this is the quote. Homeland Security busted my gyno. He gave up a list of his female patients. This made me lull, because a list right. of his female patients, as opposed to... Oh, you know, it's uh, like um, like Gary. Gary. Yeah, Gary. I am Gary, gynecologist for men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just kind of made me giggle a little bit. Did I already mention... Okay, so I'm rewinding us back to the beginning. I'm sorry. Okay, so when the dirty bomb goes off... Apparently, that's like half my bullet points. It's For just, sure. Just that opening sequence. Um, in the background, again, there's a reference to a real-life person. Mm-hmm. And throughout the what the what, and also the what works, um, this person's going to come up. But this show doesn't get political, so I'm going to just feign the idea that I don't know who he's referencing. <laughs> Even This is 2010. I know. The fact that Greg is ripping on this guy who deserves and earns our scorn daily um (laughs) that he thought to lampoon (laughs) and rip him apart in this movie 10 years ago yeah makes it enjoyable even today yeah very cathartic (laughs) um so in the background the one building is labeled sweet 242 and i'm curious what that's a reference to right yeah it's a palindrome Mm -hmm. anyway just that (laughs) <laughs> Just that and the appreciation. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, for making uh, him a villain of this movie. <laughs> um, the extra that's holding the mayor's cane at one point, um, as he walks by, the mayor walks in, his fly is down, and I don't know if it's purposeful or not. But I feel like it may have been. Okay, but I had to point it out. I'm like, what's going on there? It's like his zipper just stopped working. You know, he's <laughs> wearing used pants. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Wear and tear of the apocalypse. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, so there is one of my favorite things that happens in, like, any any movie. It's not just, like, an independent movie. But it's, like, in any movie, a lot of movie characters have this superpower to start a conversation in one scene and then end the yes. conversation or continue the conversation in another scene. Uh-huh. Like, Without skipping a beat. But picture we started it in the car and then ended it. Like, in the bathroom at an Applebee's. What did we talk about before then? Or in between, I should say, intermittently. Right? So if you're looking for it in the movie, the scene is when uh, Crump first arrives um, to take a look at Slime City. Mm -hmm. And it's him and his crony. I like the efficiency angle. So much of what people say is just filler. Uh, Nicole kills Zachary with the meat cleaver when he peer pressures her to stay and drink the elixir. After she kills him, she drinks the elixir. Because peer pressure works. <laughs> <laughs> but man, was she mad about it. That is a good question because was she trying to fake it? Mm. I think she's trying to, I don't know. It's a good question. Or maybe she forgot. She's like, <laughs> she kills him and then she's like, oh, I'm thirsty. God damn it! <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Lori, no. 
Alexa. Alexa, thank you. Speaking, Alexa? <laughs> speaking of Alexa, uh, there is one... This is the scene where she first runs into Swan. Okay. The beginning of that scene starts with one of my favorite indie movie edits, which is the character at rest... And then as soon as the scene starts, they start walking. It's the scene started, move, oh, movie yeah. trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got that on my checklist. Um, <laughs> then uh, while I'm on the topic of just like technical stuff, uh, the the 180 degree rule was broken in this movie. It wasn't broken oh, in the first no. Slime City at all. Right. Uh, and then there's just like two scenes where um, it gets broken in Slime City Massacre. The one, when we listen to the commentary, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's why. It was the, one of the tub scenes. Oh, no. And that yeah. was... A rough day. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah Debbie Rashawn was in a lot of pain. Yeah, so I'm going to retroactively, yeah. as of like the six seconds ago when I said that, <laughs> delete that one. Uh, and then the other one is in the, the last conversation where they're tying up Lee Perkins and they're just like... Yeah. Um, well, actually, they tie up uh, Lee and Keelan. Okay. They have character names. They tie up Corey and Mason. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the 180 degree, it kind of gets broken in there, but I feel like it's kind of on purpose because we're supposed to be getting a certain like level of confusion at that point because they are transitioning into the other characters. So I think I might be wrong. And the (laughs) idea is that you would use the 180 degree break in something like that to show that you are having this character and this character in the same actor. Gotcha. Um, so never mind. I turned that into a what works. <laughs> we did it, everybody. Uh, Corey grabbing the yogurt from the other side of the room to bring it over to the trunk while Mason fills a oh. backpack with the elixir in front of the Okay, elixir. so yeah, the second time they go back to get... Yeah. Yeah. The second time. Yeah. That, <laughs> thank you. That was like in Slime City. Yeah. Where, where Alex goes to... He's like, I'm sick of this slime. And he goes to empty his fridge. Yeah. And the garbage can is like... It's like three feet away yeah. from the fridge. It's like, just put it in front of the fridge and pour it all into the... Yeah. It's hard to watch when characters <laughs> like, like work harder than smarter. Yeah. Well, what's funny is that like... <laughs> Is that Mason was like doing it correctly? Like yeah. he had the backpack, yeah. and he was putting the bottles right <laughs> in, and then I'm sure it's were... for the shot. Oh Maybe. yeah, there's like yeah. It's, it's there's way more action going on for if he's sure. running in and out of the frame than yeah. if he's just kind of like boop, 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 scooping boop, it in. Yeah, yeah, he's just dragging the entire shelf. <laughs> it's like why am I putting it in this bag? I could just drag it all. In. Um, <laughs> But that's a, that is a really good point, though. Yeah. It's like, I mean, they're junkies at that point, I well, guess. That's is true. that, yeah, it's yeah. just it's, it's it's all not thinking up, not clear. Thinking straight. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, true. that makes sense. Oh, speaking of um, one of those two characters, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the Mason character. Uh, so when he and, okay, this is after Debbie Rashawn has turned into uh, a couple gallons of slime. 75. 75 gallons of slime. To be exact, <laughs> they used that that day or and, I don't know when. And she's, you know, she's seducing him to like, you know, get frisky oh, yeah. with the slime. <laughs> and he unzips his pants. <laughs> and now this is, you have to picture this though, because we're in this dilapidated location. Yes. This is the apocalypse. Dirty. Dirty. Everybody has dirt rubbed on their faces, yep. on Everywhere. their arms. You see where this is going. Uh-huh. He has pristine tight white underwear <laughs> under his pants. Because his mom and told him that he always leaves the house with clean underwear in case he gets in an accident. <laughs> Rule number one. Rule number one, cardio. I'm just wondering, how is he getting his whites so white in the apocalypse? Yeah, Mason's hiding something. Yeah, he is. It's a, he's no got a my. stash of clean underwear. <laughs> <laughs> he's not sharing. <laughs> Rude. 
Um, Swan or Lori from Slime City mentions to Alexa that she had to kill her boyfriend and torch the building right. when she's telling her about what happened, which means she burned down the detective's apartment. <gasps> oh because, my God, you're yeah. right. Okay, so wait, so rewind. <laughs> at the at the end of the first movie, mm-hmm. Irish, who we mentioned earlier, um, the detective character yeah. likes the building. Well, he hates the building. but he, he wants to live there, though. But he wants to live there. He does. Yeah, we covered it in the last episode. If you've listened to it, you're, you're up to speed. Which means that if she did what she said she did, she burned down. That's why he's homeless. Oh, dip. Oh, uh. okay, this makes sense, everyone. So the detective moves into the building. Mm-hmm. She goes... Like crazy and torches the building, burning up all of his earthly possessions. Oh no, poor Irish. <laughs> and that's why this one's all like dilapidated. And he's like, same ugly building. Same, same ugly, ugly building. building. Yeah, he's just snapped. He's Aww. like, I can't, I can't catch a break. Man. It's like I knew I had the correct guy for the murder, <laughs> and now my house is torched. Everything's gone to shit. Yep. Speak. Okay, so speaking of that same scene, I had another technical thing. Mm-hmm. I guess not picking on the technical things is pointless. But <laughs> while I'm at it. <laughs> Uh, Lori, a.k.a. Swan, in this movie, uh, in the wide shot, looks up at Alexa. And then when we punch in, she looks up at her again. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a stupid thing to point out, (laughs) and I'm stupid for pointing it out, but I had to have something. (laughs) It's your observation skills. Um, (laughs) All right, what else do you got? I'm out. I'm out actually out too so that is it for what the what and on to awards grades and poll quotes if any all right so i got a quote what do you have i have an award nice uh do you want to go first i do um so i give debbie rashan the sexiest impression of a floating pepperoni award (laughs) yes somehow she made that look good (laughs) she did um she's just that talented yeah uh Uh, So I have a pull quote. Uh, This was, I thought, the funniest joke in the movie. Um, And if you haven't seen the movie, obviously we do spoilers. This is late in the episode to tell people that. We should tell people at the top. (laughs) No. We always do spoilers. We're talking about the movie. Um, uh, We had to pause the movie for me to finish laughing at this. Uh, The line, and I might be paraphrasing because I didn't get it word for word, but it's delivered by Michael O'Hare, friend of the show. Mm -hmm. And... He says about Zachary, the leader of the cult, Zachary is a real individual. He's teaching us to be just like him. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a great line. It is. I am jealous that I didn't come it up is. with it. Um, so that's my pull quote for, <laughs> for this segment. All right, now on to fan theories. Yeah. What do you've got? Do you want me to do you, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You go. I feel like I've been sprinkling mine in throughout it kind of. Yeah. Um Okay, so I kind of have two fan theories. One's a question, though. <laughs> so, well, okay, so, so because there's so much um, elixir and yogurt, yep. and the yogurt is ectoplasm of a particular individual, but we know that the events of the 80s movie did take place, and the 80s isn't that long ago for 2010. I mean, it right. is, I mean, but I mean, yeah. Irish is still around. True. So we know this is in the same universe as the first movie. For sure. But at the end of this movie, spoiler alert, Alexa becomes Nicole. Yes. But there was a Nicole in the previous movie, which makes me ask, are there two Nicoles? And is the sequel to this movie going to be like the two Jakes, the sequel to Chinatown? (laughs) I'm sorry for that reference. Um, (laughs) That's not... Okay, so the other fan theory 
was that Nicole Cook says we get the back we get the flashbacks in this one, mm-hmm. which essentially making this you know we get a prequel and a sequel all in one movie. Mm-hmm. So Nicole accepts Zachary's invitation at first because she wants the meal. Right. Um, and then she sees, like, oh, this is kind of like a welcoming call. She's still, like, on edge. But then she sees his, during the um, orgy scene, she sees his weird tongue. And she's like, oh, sh- oh, dip. Like, <laughs> um, flesh control is real. Uh-huh. So that's, I feel like, when she gets sold on the idea that, like, everybody's going to be able to live forever. Right. Which is a great prospect. But what's not a great prospect is being under Zachary's thumb. Oh. So I think that she specifically gaslit Zachary so she could live forever <gasps> and then killed him. <laughs> Just, uh, I mean, it's not really a fan theory. It's more like maybe an interpretation of what happened. Yeah, now that I'm saying fair. it out loud. But it counts. Are there, is there a second Nicole? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so Swan or Lori planted the keys. This is my fan theory. So she planted the keys that Corey and Alexa found on their way into this big building. Um, for Alexa and Corey to find so that Zachary would be resurrected and she could kill him as revenge for possess- for oh. yeah for like possessing her boyfriend years ago. Slime That's City. a really good. Oh man. So <laughs> that would be like one of those times where like where a character's guiding everything from behind the scenes yeah. and we don't know. Yeah. So there would be like a reveal at the end where we see like all of, like them manipulating all of these things mm-hmm. to get the characters to land at certain spots and gain certain information. Right. That's really cool. <laughs> I, I really like that fan theory. That's yeah, because we never we never find out where those keys really came from. He no, just, he just said he found them, and she kind of pops up and is like, "Hey, like to Alexa, come oh, find man. me if you want to know what's happening to you." Yeah, it's like she already kind of was filled in on the whole situation, like as if she knew. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Man. All right, so all right, so that is it for fan theories, and then lastly, we're gonna wrap it up. With recommended viewing. The recommended viewing, of course, is these movies. Yeah. Come see these movies if you're here in the Western New York area. They are playing. Double feature screening at the screening room on March 15th at 6.30 p.m. So you get to see both for... I think it was for $10. $7 for one movie. $10 for both what movies. A and if you're the one of the first 20 people... You get a prop from Slime City Massacre. What? Why are we going? Yeah. <laughs> we're already there. I want to go to there. If you're listening to this in the future. <laughs> and a documentary about how pies are made. Uh, all right. So this has been the Our Kind of Bad podcast. This ends our double feature extravaganza. Uh, you could find us exactly where you found us since you're listening to this. But if this was shared with you by a friend, you can find us or email us at ourkindofbadpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook. Or on Instagram. It's still our kind of bad podcast, I think, across all platforms. Yeah. yeah. Or Google it. I don't know. Oh, you know how the internet works. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Right. The slide must be appeased. We'll put on Zeppelin and eat cheddar cheese.